Good morning, people of the planet Earth. This is your host, Hacker Mike, coming at you from historic um, <clears throat> let me remember the name Wilhelmsburg, Virginia. And Mars is visible, as well as many stars. The moon, I don't see yet, but it could very well be occult or hidden. Because it's a new moon. We'll see if she pops up. It's funny because in um, most every language, the moon, la luna, is female. But in German, der Mond is male. And the sun, die Sonne, is female. As opposed to el sol. Well, interesting fun fact there. <clears throat> Let's try this coffee. It's okay. I got enough coffee to get us started. <clears throat> We're in some hotel resort. Today is our 10th anniversary, which is the 15th of <clears throat> October. Originally, we wanted to be on the 10th of October because we were married 10 years ago on 10 10 10 or 10 15 10. Um, because the 10 10 10 was all booked out. Fancy that. So we're actually five days after the 10 10 10. Yep, that's how it is. My wedding rings don't fit me anymore because I'm too fat. Fingers got fatter. I used to be skinny. Yep, that's how it is. But I'm going for my walk. And we'll see um, if the security guards let us out of the compound. Us, meaning you and me. Me and my listeners. Yep. So, uh, today we're going to go on a, uh, a boat trip, I think. We want to do something special. And we really enjoyed um, the visit to historic Yorktown yesterday. And it looks looked just like where we were in Denmark when we got married in Tondor, where these brick, old brick houses and the um, the scenic setting. That's really what it looked like in um, in Denmark, actually. There's got to be some connection, we thought. Architecturally, this brick, um, this uh, brick, uh, good morning, security guy's not even looking, good morning, okay, okay, 
so um <clears throat> so uh yeah let me tell you about it i hope there's a sidewalk here says no outlet I better get my uh, map up I'm trying to find uh, gotta walk a mile to get to the old downtown And, uh, let's see. Let's get a pile on this thing. So it looks like we have to go back in this direction. I don't think so. I think it's this way. But this has no outlet. I'm just going to go back to the main road where we came in and then walk down, walk down that way. Sorry for dragging you through this, kids. Um, we're just about to start our adventure into the unknown in the dark. An unknown, unknown city. Well, thanks to our walks, we always see that Mars is in the west. And I can confirm I'm walking towards the west. Let's just, uh, let me just pull up the directions here. It says it's a 44 minute walk. Yeah, it says to go down to the main street. Which is good because we're gonna get some 7 Eleven on the way. Get some fresh coffee. <clears throat> so, we haven't had much time to uh, think about this boring stuff we've been talking about so much. And I know we're not getting a lot of listeners on this boring stuff either. My dad's probably like, stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Why are you telling me about this crap? 
Let's talk about something interesting. Let's talk about something interesting. Well, I think in the last episode I tried to make it a little bit interesting to give you some background. Eighth grade level. Um, <clears throat> eighth grade level explanation, they said, is the goal for IBM documentation. It means everything that's not defined has to be defined. And you have to build it up from, from zero using a basic explanation, bootstrap. <clears throat> and I started to read some of my old books, and after all this studying, it's starting to make sense to me. And I really, really, really have learned a lot. I've learned a lot through these talks and studies, but it's also reawakened me to what I've studied in the past. And I was thinking, will reading these old texts, these old theories and papers from people who are long dead, does that connect you with them? Does their idea live on? Is that a meme? Does the meme live on? <clears throat> Am I creating memes right now? Or attempting to? And Vladimir would say, this is all illusion. All illusion, Vlad would say. <clears throat> Illusions. But something to think about. And Vlad would say that God speaks, some people say that God speaks the language of math. And we're looking for God's truth, which is the probability, conditional probabilities of things happening. And to understand them. Does a duck play chess? No, a duck doesn't play chess. That means conditional probability is zero. Don't waste your time on that. And you don't need no machine learning system to tell you that the duck doesn't play chess. <clears throat> So we really need to start with what is interesting and what is not interesting. Some common sense here, kids. That's what we need is common sense.
so so the idea would be <clears throat> and this was what I was talking about before that you have some function that does something but if you make it a literate function not an illiterate function but a literate function that that function contains this documentation which is a short description to the why you're doing it and a um, eight lay eighth grade level explanation. Okay. Now we could just embed that text along the way into our function. And um, you could just have a transfer, like what Knuth said, he had his tangle and weave. So you have the source language contains all the documentation and the code. And one program turns it into a doc. And the other program turns that into code. And then another compiler turns that code into, um, into the output. into the program. So the compiler turns your generated source code into the binary. So the source language has two interpretations. One is a documentation and one is the binary. And I was saying What if you were to embed those all together and say the binary has a couple of different modes of execution. I guess it's the same thing. And you can interpret it as you can interpret the binary as spit out the source code, the coin function spit out the documentation, literate function, or execute the code, which is the, um, um, let's see, I check our map, make sure we're going in the right direction. I guess we could go both directions.
One is two minutes slower, but it's, there's less highway, so we're going to take the less highway one. <clears throat> oh my god, they have a big K here. The big K. Also known as Kmart. Also known as a very defunct. <clears throat> a very defunct old uh, shop. Okay, looks like I found the <clears throat> the right path. Thanks to our walks, we know which way is west. So in a toss-up, if we don't know where we're going, look for Mars and see him in the west. Okay. Yeah, this is kind of like a travel journal. You know, these vloggers who like go places and like they have the camera pointed at their face. Well, I don't have a camera pointed at my face. And, um, but I am recording live. So this is like kind of like an audio log, captain's log, stardate, bop, 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 bop. This is Commander James DuPont of the USS Stream of Random, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now here is the dividing topology of Williamsburg from Commercialville. On one side, it's a train. Oh, we're going over the train bridge. And, uh, on one side of the train tracks is the hotels. On the other side of the train tracks is the historic city. And, um, that's the that's the knacked point. That's the point that you have to you have to cross in topologies. There's like one bridge that you have to cross. <clears throat> you can't cross it any other way. It's like humans got narrowed down. I mean, this is crazy theory. Humans got narrowed down to a species of 5,000 until they mutated to be able to do some new mental gymnastics, they said, Mr. Chomsky said, and then they could cross the bridge into the world of the intelligent. 
does not look open. And this pizza and sub place says it's open, but doesn't look like it's really open. And I'm not going to just go into some random hotel and ask them for coffee. So... <clears throat> Yeah, it's like a travel log. So we're actually um, traveling. We're describing what we're doing. We're commenting on the world around us. And we're trying to have deep thoughts at the same time. And we're creating memes. We're trying to create them. We're trying to share ideas. And we're doing a therapy session at the same time. So all those things is this podcast. Now, when you're... We were just thinking about um, all this mathematical crap. And we're thinking, well, if we're driving the car... If we're driving the car... And, um, you're thinking, like, where did I learn to drive the car? Right? Like, what individual events led to me driving this way? And, um, <clears throat> and to think about it like that is just an insane amount of data. And it comes down to that's a vet definition of time. So if we want to log everything, Right? We're basically going to have to create a, a model of time and a model of the world, like a full model of the world. And that's going to be, well, not a full, but a pretty much detailed version of the world as we have seen it. And that is going to be um, what you need in the worst case. So let's just talk about a worst case scenario. <clears throat> and just think, I have some algorithm running and every single step of the algorithm is meaningful, right? And in every single step, it changes all the variables, right? And then it reads all of the variables back in. In the next step of time, it changes all of them again, depending upon the state of the previous ones. This is basically a chaos function where it reads itself. 
like these chaos functions are the ones that take themselves as a parameter and then change them. And they're unpredictable. Like we talked about cryptography, but just think about that as a function. All right. Where every single step in time is, um, look at that. Dunkin' Donuts and I command. It's got the Apple symbol. Um, okay, I'm going to put you guys on pause. I'm not going to have you come into uh, Dunkin' Donuts with me, but I found one that's open. And uh, I always carry my mask with me on these walks now because I learned the hard way. And um, we're on the right track. Yeah, two miles to go. Twenty-five minutes in. Let's get some fresh coffee. All right. So. Wait a second. I need my microphone. So guys, let's just double check. Yes, we got a signal. Um, <clears throat> so that was funny. The guy, um, I walked around the back of the building to the drive-thru, walked up to his gate and he came out the back door and was like, oh, can I take your order? Like he actually left the building with keys in hand. So I guess um, he's very trusting. I guess he doesn't live in Trenton. Because in Trenton, when you approach the McDonald's, they look like they've seen the fear of God and they'll never ever even talk to you in the drive-thru, let alone open the door and come outside and look for you. So, um, you know, we talked about uh, lessons and like where does things, where do things come from? And uh, key lessons. Well, I think we've just developed a theory of behavior here that um, if you live in Trenton, you have the key lesson of fear and caution, as opposed to people living in Williamsburg. So, I guess naivety is what we're talking about. Yeah, so we just saw Goodwill. I'm gonna have to come check that out today. Go surfing for specials. And people be like, why do you go shopping at Goodwill? It's like, because stupid people, naive people throw away super expensive items, historic items, and you're not gonna see them if you see them in the antique mall, they're going to be super expensive.
Okay, there's Venus. I see Venus in the east. I do not see the moon. I guess the moon is totally hidden. Now, Venus and Mars are getting farther and farther apart. They're almost, um, I guess, eight hours away from each other on the um, solar plane. And I guess it's kind of funny because um, are they on the same plane? The same. Uh, why is it that all the planets seem to line up on that disk? I mean, some of them are off. But uh, most of them will line up on the same disk, so I think that has something to do with the shape of the world. But to get back to our theory of time, like, if every single second, every single tick of the clock of time can change every other thing, like, if everything is moving and changing, over time. Then, um, you're going to need a lot of data to store it. Okay. So it's going to be something like amazing amounts of storage space. And then I heard this other great theory that if you actually were to sample everything and not abstract it, then any processing of that data will also take infinite time just multiplying two of these vectors against each other will also take forever because you can't really do anything with it. <clears throat> so you kind of get into this quagmire of time and once you reach a certain spot, a certain weight, um, you'll never escape. It's like the black hole. So we'll call that like the uh, escape velocity, was it terminal velocity, or the, uh, what is it, the black hole has the um, event horizon, where if you get too, if you get too close to, um, yeah, they got a radio, radio station that's open, FM 93.5, The Berg. WMBG. Is that Williamsburg? Williamsburg's radio station. <clears throat> okay, so I see my first runner. Look at that, it's got a headlight on and everything. He's running fast. And he made a quick turn when he saw me. But that's okay. I think it's pretty natural at this time of night to be cautious. 
And if you see someone, you, know, you don't go right up to them. Especially if he's just wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And he's wearing a tactical jacket. And a safety vest. Yeah. So you might say, well, where did the people learn these things? And I guess it's really not the question of all the events, but important events, <clears throat> critical events, like how did you cross the train tracks at a critical point? How did you cross the river at a ford? Which ford? The ford of the Franks. We call it the Frank Ford. It's that one part of the river where the river can be crossed without dying. That doesn't mean that it's a, a bridge. And they'll put bridges there too, later there. Doesn't mean there's a ferry boat, but it's a ford. And I guess that's what makes something affordable. It's an affordable river crossing. Where you can cross, where you can get over it. And um, <clears throat> in terms of measuring things, Good morning. So I'm not the only person out at this time of night. That looks like she was talking to herself. Hey, but I look like I'm talking to myself. Let me tell you. She'd be like, Kulege, brother, you're talking to yourself too. Do you hear the voices too? So, um, <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. so I think that when we apply this idea of the Ford, um, and critical points, and um, teaching that in math we're going to say we have things we can ignore like all those hours of driving straight lines on empty roads in Kansas but once you have to drive in Jersey well let's just say on I-95 once you have to drive on I-95 then you become a different person. And I wanted to make some comments on that. So see, we're, we're, we're trying to do some entertainment here, some eighth grade level explanation, um, as well as tell a story and give some travel. But we're gonna weave in some um, mathematics into this. So this could be our new format that we've reached. So when you're driving on 95, um, and I thought this was something 
I saw this in Florida where people were driving like absolute lunatics in Florida on the uh, big super highways. Like, I can't believe we even survived driving there. Good morning. See, these guys are smart. There's four guys going for a walk. I've never seen that before. It looks like a troop. They look like they could be military. And why would they not be? I mean, we've got the right location. It's the right time. It's like, when else are you going to go for your walk with your buds? And they're all dressed in uniform. They're all wearing the same sweatshirts. And not the same sweatshirts, but sweatshirts and shorts. They all look just different colors. Okay, well, we're getting into historic Williamsburg here. <sighs> Beautiful houses, oh my god. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> yesterday I was at Walmart. And, um, you know, when you go up in uh, New Jersey to Walmart and you go to the um, t-shirt section or the um, you go to the t-shirt section or the uh, sweatshirt section they have like the Jets, they have like local teams you got Ryder EU, you know, you have all of the the branded stuff you got the knockoffs and um, cheap knockoffs. But when you go in Langley, Virginia to Walmart, right, which we drove through, this was like right next to Langley or Norfolk, Norfolk, then you get um, Then you get um, Army, Navy, Air Force uh, sweatshirts. I was tempted to buy one, um, but I didn't. But I thought it was really worth mentioning. You know, the only thing I really would have bought, and they had a NASA jacket, which was like this really complicated uh, rain jacket, but it had like NASA, it had like astronauts on it. It was pretty freaking cool. This is right next to NASA Space Station. Colonial Capital Bed Breakfast. They have some nice places here. 
Yeah, so we could have gotten a bed and breakfast downtown, but we stayed in the resort. And uh, <clears throat> we have two rooms. We have this whole suite now. It's the honeymoon suite. And my kid has his own bed, and they have this big living room. You can watch TV. Because up to now, we were cramped into this 700 square foot. Not even. They say Agenda 21 wants to squish us all into these little boxes and stack us up on top of each other like chickens. Well, you know, if you go down to the beach and you stay in one of these um, resorts, I think I made it to historic downtown now. I think we're in the historicalville. If you go down to the beach, yep, I think this is the street that we read about, Gloucester Street, the most historic street in uh, America. First balloon flight in Virginia. This might be a university. It's a stadium. It looks like a Roman amphitheater. A Coliseum. This is some pretty crazy stuff here. Look at that. I got a dragon. Or is it a uh, hippograph? That's some pretty cool shit. It looks like the stadium is covered in plastic. stuff I'll have to get some pictures of this when it's light I'm not gonna get it on my phone now and there's actually people walking all over the place here so I'm not the only one which is cool all types of people here amazing a little bit of history now these shoes I have worn them down I think they are developing holes in them and it hasn't been that long since I've gotten them my old shoes are just a tight tad too small 
So I think all of these shoes are going to the Goodwill. It's time to get me some new shoes. Volta J. Zable Stadium. It's time to get me some new shoes that don't, um, that don't have holes in them for my morning walk together with you, my listeners. I don't know, but it looks like they've built a basketball court on the stadium. I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. Well, let's just read through what's prohibited by security. So, no vapes, anything undeemed unsafe, no laptops, no cameras with a lens greater than four inches, no firearms, no drones, no laser pointers. Monopods, tripods, and selfie sticks, no artificial noise makers, no signs on poles, no pets, no umbrellas, balls of frisbee, balls larger than one by one by one, all backpacks except drawstring bags, illegal substances. They got this huge list of things that they had. I guess they're repetitive in some way. Now I'm going to take these two coffees I've been carrying like an idiot and merge them to one. I asked the guy for a large cup with a small coffee inside and, and two double espresso, two espressos. And he gave me a large coffee. trying to help me out. He's trying to do me a favor, but then I wanted room to put my other coffee in there, so I had to drink some of this stuff. So now I got them consolidated. So when we get back to this idea of the um, Ford, the crossing point, so you have some incredible complexity, unending size, and um, you need to abstract it somehow. You need to reduce the size of the um, complexity so that you can even calculate over it without infinite time. And, um, you know, once you get into infinite time and infinite sampling, it's like the game is over. And the thing is, is that you can only do so many levels of inspection before you have to start abstracting your inspection of something. Because this is cute, this university. Ariana's gonna love this mid-century building. William and Mary
William and Mary University chartered in 1693. <clears throat> but those guys didn't look like students, let me tell you. The ones who I saw marching in the troop formation. But uh, this is amazing. Okay, so instead of walking in the College of New Jersey, I'm going to walk in the William and Mary University in the morning. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> so after a certain point, we're going to have to abstract our reflections and introspections and revisitations because we're going to run into the same problems of infinite sampling. Like... You know, how can you experience your life in full in reflection without experiencing it again? Like, wouldn't you need two lives? Like, you can have a certain amount of <clears throat> sampling and remembering of things. But if you were, were to remember the full day, right? If you were to sample every single second of your day, Every single second of that long drive down 95. Um, then wouldn't you take just as long as you did when you drove down 95? But if you just had the memorable moments, points where the guys were swerving all over the place without lights on, cutting you off and switching three lanes, when you realized that the crazy people in Florida are also here in, uh, this is amazing. Looks like an old football green, football pitch. The crazy people you saw in Florida are also in, in Virginia. And that's what I was realizing. I said, well, wait a second, maybe this, these crazy people that they talk about being in Florida also exist further north. And um, maybe um, I mean, I've seen it in New York, but I haven't seen it that bad like absolute mayhem on the streets. But the traffic is really bad. Well, I wish you guys could be with me here at this university. Because it is quite the thing. Lovely, lovely brickwork everywhere. Almost amazing layout. Gotta give it to the English. But it's also the old stuff that we cherish. The old times when things were simpler. 
because people had time to build brick pathways instead of just pouring concrete. And when was the last time you saw a brick pathway that was a mile long? When was the last time you saw handmade bricks? Or stonework with three or four patterns in it that wasn't a facade printed in China? So, <clears throat> so on this topic of time, I guess the, um, it's not that people had more time back then, it was that fewer people had enormous amounts of money and could afford, afford to build these long uh, pathways. And um, the colonists came here to America, and they, um, I think Roanoke, they were attacked by the Indians, right? And the whole village was uh, murdered. Indians, I don't think that's the right term. The Native Americans, indigenous peoples. <clears throat> I, think, I vaguely remember Roanoke, and that's also nearby. So they came, the colonists came here with their ships and their high technology, because 1600s was pretty high tech at the time. Just on the verge of the Renaissance. And um, I think they set up trading posts to trade furs and skins. I think they brought them textiles. Not exactly sure exactly. The weavers were in England. They had this whole trading system set up. And it made some people unbelievably rich. If you could get a whole boatload of skins and tobacco. And tobacco here in Virginia is incredibly cheap. Because I think they grow it. <sighs> yeah, we're definitely gonna have to come here. Um, my family and spend some time at this place. It's incredible, this university. And we got more to see. I just started my tour of the city, and I'm so fascinated with it. You know, when I'm walking down the streets in Trenton and Ewing, you see a lot of simple houses, let's see who this dude was. Well, he's got a globe and a sword. And there's some Greek symbols. I can't really read it, it's too dark.
an abundance of caution. Out of abundance of caution, we do this. It's like when I see this old, these old buildings, this architecture, I really feel some kind of love. Lovingly made. And, um, yeah, I kind of wonder if we could do something so amazing um, with this podcast. Make something that is actual art. It's made with love. And um, something that is uh, carefully made. So maybe we can get inspired. Well... To get back to this idea of time, <clears throat> you know, if we were to document every single thought we had, we'd be recording all the time. And we still couldn't get it all out. And if everybody would record all of their thoughts all of the time, well then, who would listen to it? I mean, at what point would you stop documenting your thoughts and start listening to someone else's thoughts? So we have these streams of random being emitted, but at what point do you go back and listen to them? Right? At what point does it even become valuable to listen to someone else's thoughts? And, uh... That's where we get into the idea of editing, abstraction, and all that. We definitely have to do more um, <clears throat> more of that. But first we have to, I guess, discover what the hell we're doing here. We have to find our place in the podcast universe. Well, one thing, we have longevity so far. You know, we're not just one episode. Like, I was just looking for for a podcast on... Um, the New Books Network said that they have a new podcast with uh, a book a day. So I looked for that. I found, like, five podcasts that I said there were a book a day. And then I found that they uh, only had three episodes. It's like they did a book a day, three days, and they're like, oh shit, I'm giving up on this. You know, what about all this production? I mean, how much work does it take to produce the daily news? Right? It's a lot of work. Like Wawa's pretty freaking busy. So I'm sure that there's better people who can describe this stuff better than me. 
and you can just listen to me struggle through it. But let's put it this way. It's easier to conceive abstractly of something being an expensive operation than to do the expensive operation. It's easier to say, hey, we'll just record every step. But then once you get into recording every step, and then you start recording the steps about recording the steps, then the game is over. At what point do you record the steps about recording the steps? Right? At what point do you uh, give up? Another jogger with a headlight. At what point do you over overload and overflow and just say, hey, these are the steps to record the steps. I don't need to record anything else besides that. And then you've reached your point of abstraction. That's your axiom right there. It's like, that's the end of the road. That's the leaf of information. And we don't need any more information about it. How did you record the step? You know? What color did you record the step in? With what gusto did you record the step? How were you feeling at the time that you recorded that step? I mean, at what point do you just give up and say, I can't take it anymore. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Alright, now we're back at the uh, at the stadium where we started. Okay. I guess we're going to just continue down Virginia. Um, was it Richmond Street? College Delhi, D-E-L-L-Y, hours 10.30 a.m. to 2 a.m. These guys, others guys, got to write it with a with an I, D-E-L-I. I guess we're gonna just walk down some side street here. So, Kultur Cafe. Mm -hmm. 
stop the hammering. So at some point, we're going to recognize repetitivity. We're going to abstract out some repetition. And I was just reading about this. Um, I have this book on program analysis. And I was like, okay, well, there's a couple of things we can do in program analysis. One is called a loop invariant. So a loop invariant means for every iteration of the loop, the same thing happens. So we can look at what are our loop invariants when we're writing these points down, recording our steps. And um, if you have some standard operating procedure, I guess that's going to create loop invariance. Standard operating procedure says we're going to do it like this every single time of the loop. square yeah I don't know if tribe is a great name <clears throat> in terms of politically correct but I think I have a chick-fil-a here yeah Venus is rising She's going up. So I guess that means that we're, our, our day is approaching. The dawn is approaching. Oh. I see more and more people walking around. So loop invariant... And the other one that we can look for is a superfluous variable. Superfluous. So when I sat in the bathtub, when it was full, I displaced all the water, fell on the ground, and flooded the hotel. That was superfluous water. <laughs> it was superfluous. It flowed over and out. And it was funny because me and my wife sat both in the bathtub and um, we didn't need hardly any water at all, let me tell you. Wow, they have quite the stars here. There's more stars in Virginia down here than there is in New York or New Jersey, I'll tell you that. Let me tell you that. You know, when I asked the lady yesterday, I said, so, um, how far is the historic stuff from here? She's like, what historic stuff? It's like, you know, historic Williamsburg. She's like, I don't know, I only work here. It's like, there you go, that's superfluous information. 
You don't need that information. You don't need to know anything about the location you're in. That's just too much information. Too much information. Okay, so when we get rid of all the superfluous information, all the loop invariants, then you only have the variables that you need in your loop. And you're looping over something. It's like for each. And you have repetitive, um, a repetitive operation. And uh, that's what math's about. Math's like sum this for each that. Very, you know or multiply all these things together. And it's all about the operations, the um, grouping operations. Or it's about um, derivatives. Like how will this function change? when you um, get to very small points, what's the derivative of it? At an infinitesimal point with a delta x divided by the delta y, when delta becomes very small, <clears throat> and the integral is um, over space, what is the sum? How do we sum this function, this continuous function? Now I'm entering a section here with these columns, with these houses, and it really reminds me of um, what I saw in Kentucky, in Louisville, with these front porches and ceiling fans there sorority court 100 Richmond Road I wonder if the numbers are getting smaller and the sidewalks here are brick. I mean, how many people have brick sidewalks? <sighs> you know what? When I tear up my house, I'm going to go to my house, I'm going to tear up the sidewalk, I'm going to put it in a brick sidewalk. What do you think? Is that a good idea? Some handmade bricks. Western Union Building. Look at that. Army ROTC is in the Western Union Building. Okay, we're almost at the visitor center. Oh, more runners. 
Good morning, guys. You'd be hard pressed to find friendlier people. And it could be a fake friendliness. politeness that hides their true intentions. We were listening to a podcast the other day on that where um, they said under Soviet in Eastern Germany people pretended to support communism until the very end and there was a slow clap a long clap where um one person dared to say something and the other person dared to clap to it and everything fell apart and more and more people joined oh my god this is amazing Ariana's gonna go crazy when she sees this she's gonna go nutso it's like there's no cars on this street there's just tables out in the middle and just these beautiful shops There's George Washington statue sitting there. Or someone with his haircut. Can't really. Imagine if you would design a copy of this city. A replica of old times. And we covered that, we touched on that from the, um, <clears throat> we touched on that Okay, we're on Merchant Square now and This could be the Duke of Gloucester Street Yes, we're on the Duke of Gloucester Street. The most historic street. And these people did this podcast, a uh, video vlog. It's like, I'm walking down the uh, Duke of Gloucester Street. Gloucester. 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 I think it's Gloucester. Sure. <sighs> Gloucester. Gloucester. Okay, entering historical area. Yeah, that's what we needed. We needed a map to tell us we're in the historic area. Let's see where we are. So I think I should actually walk in the other direction.
street closed to motor vehicles. What a concept. What a concept. Let's check our phone if we didn't run out of uh, power. Oh, we're almost up. Let's uh, stop this and start another hour. Damn. Anchor FM says unable to record, unable to recover audio. It looks like it actually just deleted the last 20 minutes of my talk. Okay. So, um, so in this world, we need abstraction because the full load of information is going to overload us. And we're weaving a tapestry of threads together in this podcast. <clears throat> different ideas coming together like different colors in a loom. I'm going to give it a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And this relates to that. We can create some kind of patterns where the one idea is related to the other idea and the different threads to create a larger image. Right? We're creating the illusion of I'm of a greater thing. And we can try and give you as much context as possible. We can try and include as much as information as possible. We still can't include everything. And um, at some point, we're going to have to say we have loop invariance. Something will stay the same for this whole loop. Some constant that will reduce the size of the whole thing. And we have to remove it. Superfluous variables. And, um, by doing so, we will make it smaller and more compact. <clears throat> so I can give you little samples of what's going on around me and try to weave them into the story, into the narrative. Now, I was just talking about Wolfram, how he had abandoned all time in his modeling of the universe. And he was saying how time occurs when you experience it, when you're updated to a fact, when you receive a message, and that there is no global time. There's only the um, causal, causal, causal dependency graphs. What causes what? My phone's beeping at me.
I was just sending a message to our friend in Russia, Ryan, who I want to have on the show. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, I'm recording the podcast at the same time as I'm... um, You know, that's funny. Let's make sure that works. Yeah, podcast is still recording. Let me get my notes out. Let me create a note. And turn the recording. So let's just recap everything, because um, Mr. 
um, professor um, oh, I forget his name now the MIT professor said that you have to repeat everything three times so that it'll sink in because not everyone's paying attention all the time now this stopped recording the notes Good coffee. Let's see if we can uh, I turned off. But
that you'd be biased towards negativity. And if you live in a dangerous city, you just don't open up the door and go outside to serve your customer. You stay inside and keep everything locked up. Talk to me. Hold on. We're gonna stop tape. Let's see. Okay. I'm gonna start the uh, voice. Yeah, that worked. Let's go back. to do it Yeah, this uh, text-to-speech is pathetic. Oh my god. If I went back and read it. Okay. Well, that's kind of neat, but uh, it's a little bit distracting. We're going to need some better tools uh, to do these transcriptions. But I definitely think um, it's possible to record the audio and to uh, transcribe it at the same time using the voice keyboard. 
which is definitely what we're going to be doing in the future. So it looks like I'm going to be getting into the uh, podcasting app soon. So we want voice commands. We want to be able to edit and listen to a podcast using this tool. All hands-free. And I hope to God this lady is going to bring me a bag with my bagels in them. I'm just at uh, Dunkin' right now, picking up something for my family. So when they wake up, I'll have uh, some happiness. This is a beautiful town. Um, yeah, so we I think we've reached the theoretical maximum uh, that at a certain point we have a loop invariance and procedures, which are going to... Uh, protect us from having to um, know everything. Now, we lost a recording. Shit happens. You know, we have bad audio quality. We have uh, errors. You know, life happens. And at some point, um, even if we try and document everything, we might uh, be missing some things. And we're going to have to... um, she comes out with two boxes, I'm going to scream. Well, I'm just going to tell her I need a bag. Oh, she had a bag for me. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. We are set, kids. We got the bagels. We got the donuts. No. No, 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 no. Wait. going back this is crazy okay so we're back we got everything it was my mistake they had given me the bagels I just couldn't see them. so we're set to head home we have another 10 minutes or so of podcasting here and um, you know our time is limited we only have so many hours a day to uh, work on these things. We try and make them count. That's why we don't repeat everything over and over again, because this is not a lecture. If you want to hear it again, you can rewind, people won't. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna try and make these, we're gonna try and make these podcasts count more, not be completely random. We have to have some invariance. Because the more random it is, the more it will tax your system, the more memory and the more um, processing power you're gonna need to process it. And uh, the more bandwidth you're gonna need. So, We can't do absolute randomness. Now, what what we've come up with so far is we're reinventing the wheel of um, abstraction 
we've determined that there is a black hole of detail and that if you have samples of everything you'll never get to process it it'll take forever to process it'll take forever to add multiply numbers together if they're infinitely sampled and um, there's a breaking point now when we look at um, differentials it's really asking you know how much is it changing at a certain point what are the key points that the function changes or flips and you've got like first derivative second derivative third derivative where you're looking at you know where are the turning points of a function what are the where does it cross zero where does it flip from positive to minus right at, at, as we're racing along the edge of a curve um, and that kind of gives you some key points and you can solve those things mathematically without, without having to look at everything that's assuming that you know you even have the um, that's assuming that you even have the functions described so what we're getting towards is maybe we can and we're gonna have to do a lot of reading and seeing what other people have done um, so Because all of this ground has been covered by many other people and we don't want to um, reinvent the wheel so we're gonna have to do some studying we have to do some reading and determine what other people have determined and try and validate that because it's easy to just talk about something but it's hard to do it it's easy to talk about measuring everything, but once you start measuring everything, you get really bored really quickly. And, um, yeah, and now I'm repeating myself. So, yeah, I think we're reaching a turning point in this podcast. I think we're going to start heading towards more interesting waters. Um, and if you're actually listening to me speak right now, then thank you very much. I can't believe it. Someone's made it this far into this podcast. And they haven't given up yet. So you have a great day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.